following the theme that we've been on, um, we Keith Keith and I talked actually a few weeks ago and and uh, mentioned this whole theme of standing on the promises of God. I believe we're standing on the promises of God, and today I'm going to bring uh, a message concerning the promise of God to lead us and guide us through His Word, both spoken and written word. And so I just, I I hope you feel encouraged this morning. We are not a sheep without a shepherd. God promises to lead us. And I don't know about you, but there's so many things that are shaky in the world on micro levels, even in my own life, my own, you know, my mind, my will, my emotions, my body, my spirit. It's like, God help. And then there's also just in this area, in the community, in America, the economy, the politics. Um, If you're into sports, the sports. No, I'm just kidding. Like there's so many things that are out of control seemingly. Or we don't know how it's going to turn out. So if you don't have your security in the Lord, it's a very insecure time. And then if you go globally, it's even crazier. I mean, what's going on all over the earth, and particularly in my world, where we focus quite a bit on Israel and the Middle East, it's very crazy right now. I was supposed to be in Israel a few days after the war broke out, and I've been having to just make sense of what happened, why, what's God doing, and, and then give an answer to many of my team. We had three trips. Should we cancel them? Should we not? And then all friends around the world, what, Todd, what, what's going on with Israel? What's going on with Gaza? And whose fault is it? And what is this? And, and if I didn't have the word and I didn't hear God's voice, I would be going crazy. I'd be schizophrenic or riddled with fear and confusion. The other thing that is probably one of the the biggest things in many of our lives is just media. If it's traditional media, it's kind of like the black boxes. You know, if you just watch TV and that's your only media. Or if it's all the social media platforms that are just invading us constantly and feeding us narratives. And, and there's different narratives and you can see so much, but there can be information overload to where we get so caught up. And, and to be honest, that's where I was a couple of weeks ago. I was so focused on what, what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Gaza, what's every single day crazy things happening. And I stopped having clarity in hearing God. And I don't know about you, but when I don't have clarity and I'm not hearing God, it's heavy. I felt this fog and this weight because, and, and then you're trying to Google, well, what is he saying, she saying, what about this? And everyone has a voice, everyone has an opinion, everyone has a word that from Jordan Peterson to whatever rock star or you know, movie star, everyone has an opinion. And our hearts can get just pulled in so many directions. And so this morning, I just wanna say, the word of God is our, is our foundation. The word of God is our true north, timeless, full of life, 
The truth in the word of God sets us free. Brings clarity. And then hearing God's voice empowers us like nothing else. And I just want to remind you, God's voice is how the whole universe was created. In the beginning, God spoke. Let there be light. Every single day of the seven days of creation, six days and then the seventh day was rest. Every single day, he spoke. And another part of our world was created. So I want to encourage you, when you hear God speak, it creates reality. When you hear God speak, it actually transforms you. Another example, Peter, they're on the boat, the storm, everyone's freaked out. Jesus is walking on the water, and it wasn't this, oh, isn't that amazing? It was scary. But Peter said, Jesus, tell me to come to you. Speak to me, and then I will have supernatural power. And Jesus said, come. And Peter walked on the water. I want to encourage you, you need to hear God speak. Because if you're sitting in a boat and there's a storms all around you, and it could be internal storms, could be in your family or your, your workplace, your sphere of influence, or your extended family or community, or you know, if you're concerned about the whole world, you need Jesus to speak so that you can walk above the wind and the waves. But if you don't hear him speak, you're going to sit there terrified, blown by the wind and the waves. So this is, this is why it's so important that we stand on the promise that Jesus gives. And I want to, the text that I really want to base this on is found in John 10.27. And it's so simple. Yeah, if you have a Bible, you can look at that. Um, John 10 is that Amazing passage uh, where Jesus is being described. Uh, he describes himself as a good shepherd. And there's amazing passages. I quoted the passage about Satan coming to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10. 10. But Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. But I want you to look at John 10.27. It's a very short verse. My sheep... Hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. There's three things there. My sheep hear my voice. Now, I don't think shepherds would just sit there and line the sheep up and say, la, 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 la. And remember my tone, remember my pitch. You know, you need to know my voice because this guy over here is la, 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 la. And, you know, like, remember my voice. Um, we actually have sheep in our house, and it wasn't my idea. It wasn't even my wife's idea, even though she loves them. Uh, we have this uh, amazing man of God, Don Finto, Papa Don Finto, he came to one of our 
son's blessing party, like a coming of age blessing party. And my son, Mikhail, is 14. And Don's like, he's so pastoral. I'm going to buy a sheep for his blessing party. It sounded super prophetic, super cool. Different ones of the men we invited gave Mikhail a knife. One of them gave him a pellet gun, like you're a man, you know. And I guess in the South, that, you know, defines manhood, just weapons. But Don got a sheep. And we're like, whoa, that's so powerful. And the next day, we're like, what the heck do we do with the sheep? I don't have a fence. I don't have somewhere to put the sheep. We have a horse, but like that fence doesn't work for the sheep. And I was like, after a while, I was like, thanks a lot, Don. (laughs) So we quickly threw together a fence and a quick shelter. And man, it's been years since we quickly put that up. So now we have sheep. And then you have one sheep, you have to have another sheep, right? Because they, they're herd animals. And so now, then we had two sheep. And then, and then it ended up being a male and a female. And we ended up another sheep. And so we've been through these sheep. One of the, um, so at one point, one of our, our mama sheep had two babies. And really, it was interesting. She rejected one of the babies, from when they were super little, and it almost died. But my wife, Rachel, as she's an amazing farmer, I married a farmer, by the way, it's amazing. She looked up and she made, um, it's like, I don't know if it was formula or what it was, but made formula, would go down every day, four times a day or three times a day, fed this baby sheep. And it was feeding the sheep that attached the sheep to her, and thus to humans. And the sheep would know Rachel and follow her. And then we, as they grew up a little bit, we'd go on walks like a couple miles. The sheep would stay like two feet away from us, better than a dog, just latched on. They attached to the shepherdess. Why? Because she fed the sheep. I just want to encourage, I, I believe this. I'm not going to write a book on, you know, sheep, whatever. I'm not going to make a doctorate out of this. But I think, my theory is, a sheep will follow a shepherd that feeds the sheep. It's not just the voice. They recognize the voice because there's my source of life. That's my sustenance. Let me just submit this to you very gently. If you're not getting your source of life and your sustenance from the Lord, I doubt you're going to seek him to be your guide. To give you direction. Where are you getting your food? What is feeding you? What do you turn to for satisfaction? Because that's the voice you're going to be listening to. You can't be sustained in a weekly 30-minute message. This here is the locker room. I'm coaching you today to say, 
allow your appetites, allow your proactive source of life that you're getting fed from be the word of God and the living God. And then you're going to be orientated to follow his voice and to follow the word because it's actually going to bring life. Do you know when you're hungry, food tastes really good. (laughs) And if you're getting filled by all kinds of media, all kinds of voices, all kinds of stimulation and entertainment, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to read the word. And you're like, man, this is pretty boring. Guess what? You're not hungry. You've already been filled. So I'm gently wanting to encourage you. We need to fast other lovers, other sources of satisfaction, other, you know, there's every, every, the marketing that sells anything is always appealing to stimulate you, to satisfy you. From the very beginning in the garden, Satan's temptations tapped into real appetites God gave us. He wanted us to be significant. He just didn't want that lie, you'll be like God. Basically, you'll, you'll trump him. You'll be more wise. You know, the temptations of the uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. He enemy appeals to us in those areas but that's all marketing if you look at any commercial it has at least one or two or sometimes all three of those factors lust of the flesh just satisfy your desires and it shows something lustful lust of the eyes it's that greed i need that you need this you need this and then the pride of life you're gonna be all you can be you're gonna be wise wealthy strong Smart, rich, it appeals. And so I'm just saying, we have to allow, have self-control not to be fed by those things, by the flesh and by our eyes, by pride. And that's when we can get hungry for God's word. Okay, so the first point is the hearing, my sheep hear my voice, I know them. So the first point is you need to know the shepherd Because he's the one that feeds you. So where do you get your satisfaction? Come to the shepherd. Second thing, you're going to hear the voice. When you, to sustain intimacy with anyone, you have to have communication. So hearing God's voice gives you intimacy. It's the most important thing for you to grow in relationship with God is to hear his voice. Through the word and through his spoken word. So this is so foundational, but with the promise of God that he will lead us and guide us by speaking to us through his word and through his voice has to be built on intimate relationship with God. And the thing that's, um, I mean, this is the most amazing thing, that the God of the universe, the one who created uh, the stars in the sky, these songs we sang, how he is sovereign, and I love when Spence was saying that. It's just this sovereignty of God when things feel like they're falling apart. He is huge, but he's super intimate with us. I mean, that is the most amazing thing, to have the creator of all the universe be your best friend. I mean, that <laughs> blows me away. And I just, that, there's nothing more secure than that.
nothing more secure than that. And then it says, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So the natural outcome of hearing God's voice, being fed by him and being in intimate relationship with him is that we just walk with him. So sometimes people who are not experiencing intimacy with God or they're, they're getting fed by so many other sources and then they hear a message, you need to do this or God wants you to do this and you feel like you're, it feels like this task or this, this uh, religious command and it's like, gosh, I got all these rules I gotta do. God just wants me to tithe. He wants me to smile and be nice to people. He wants me to like... We feel like all these to-do lists from God. But that's because we're not getting fed by him and we don't have this intimacy in relationship with him. But when we're fed by him and we realize he's the source of everything good, he's love embodied. And there's this just kiss from heaven every day. When I open the word, I just get so filled and blessed. And when I hear his voice, so much comfort, so much love, so much peace. And then I'm going to say, Lord, I want to only do what you're doing. I want to say what you're saying. I want to go where you're going. And then it's not even a chore. It's like, I want to sustain abundant life in my life. So I'm going to go wherever he says to go. I'm going to follow him wherever he says, wherever he's leading. And I just want to testify today that I never in a million years thought I would live in Tennessee. I don't know about you. How many of you moved here from somewhere else? Like you, you didn't think you'd live in Nashville. Wow, it's like 95%. You're my, you're my people. We're all, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, I want you to rewind the tape. Like I came here because God led me here. I was originally born in California, and I love the ocean, I love the sun, I love surfing, and then God gave me an upgrade, and I moved to Hawaii, 15 years. Four kids there, like the blue whales, they go to Hawaii, have kids, and then they go back to Alaska. I didn't go to Alaska, but I came back. Uh, And then, but God spoke to me and said, go to Hawaii. And, and I was going to college, and he said, I want you to do missions. And I, I blindly obeyed. And my, my family, my dad, actually, about five years after I was there, he said, Todd, when are you going to get a real job? Like, this missions thing sounded like a great adventure, but I was 15 years there. I'm still in full-time missional ministry 30 years later. God is so faithful. But it was not what looked like a stable wise career it was very foolish just to follow his voice but he is faithful and then I'm in Hawaii and I have four kids and I have a house and I'm a leader in this ministry and then God starts speaking to me about Israel and this Papa Dom Finto only time teaching in Kona Hawaii at our missions training base someone else sets up a meeting with me with him And then he starts sharing with me, and God speaks to me. I want you to walk with him. And two years later, God said, move and serve his ministry. And after being here for three years, God said, take over his ministry. 
And here I am. I have been following the shepherd. And I just want to encourage you, that is how we can have abundant life. Um, So how do we hear God's voice? I just feel like um, this morning, I actually want to take a a moment, even in this service, just to hear his voice together. Is that okay? Um, Like I said, this is the locker room, right? So we're all getting our our uh, game plan from the Lord, and I, and I want us to practice. If I had a whiteboard, I'd draw up some plays here, but that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wait on the Lord, and, and I believe he wants to speak to us right here, right now, about us and about those around us. He wants to lead us internally first, and then we can, he can lead us in our external choices and actions. So it's amazing. Um, So I'm going to give you a a couple more scriptures. In John 16, that's just a few chapters later, um, verse 13, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So Jesus said the Holy Spirit, almost jumped off the edge here. The Holy Spirit is the one who's going to speak to you. He said, it's better that I go away. And, And I would say, no, Jesus, I wish you would have stayed. That would have been so amazing. But when you have a couple billion believers there would be a long line waiting to talk to Jesus. Maybe once in your life, you, you, Holy Spirit, you can talk to every moment of every day. And that's why Jesus said, it's better if I leave, I'll send my comforter to you. And this is what he says. He's the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth. So you want to get direction. You want to be led by the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit it's going to lead you. And he's the one that will speak to you everything he hears, Jesus speaking. Okay? So, the, so we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And um, I love Psalm 32, 8 says, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. It doesn't just say, I will tell you commands like a GPS I'm going to instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. So that's why the word is so important. We have spoken word. The Holy Spirit tells us things that's just straight from heaven. But then the word of God instructs us and teaches us the way. I don't know if you understand the word um, in Hebrew for instruction is the word Torah. Did you know that? The first five books of the Bible is called the Torah, and I used to think it just meant the law, but Torah actually is the Hebrew word for instruction, and the Torah shows us God's ways. So like the 613 commands in scripture are not a bunch of rules that shows the way of life. So I just want to encourage you, as we read the word, we actually learn the ways of God, which will help us Walk in those ways. 
So, and you can come up for a second. Um, this is my last point on this, is there is two kinds of wisdom. And, and I love wisdom. I love knowing the word and knowing truth so that I can, you know, there's principles in scripture that you can fall back on. Because sometimes we don't hear, do this, don't do this, this. We need to know what is God's ways. And th- let me submit to you that the, the for beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And, and that's profound because the fear of man, says in Proverbs, is a snare. So when you're getting pressured or emotionally feeling um, stuck and like, I need some wisdom, I need some wisdom, the fear of the Lord is saying, Lord, what are you saying? I need to hear your voice. Did you know there's a, a wisdom that's very common even in the church, and, and so many Christians will say it. And it's almost this conservatism wisdom. But it sounds right, but it's not right. You know what that, how that goes? Well, brother, you got to be wise. You know, that's, that's, that's a little risky. Well, sister, you know, you just got to be wise. The way you do that, way... We have to be so careful. You know what that is? Fear-based wisdom. There's two wisdoms. One's fear of the Lord. One's just fear. And we're going to get more and more crippled in days to come if we operate on, well, you got to be careful. You never know. Well, look, that's dangerous. Well, oh my goodness, this... And we will live our lives controlled by fear. So there's, two, there's a choice today. Are you going to fear the Lord, which means, Jesus, I don't understand. But will you speak to me? And I'll do everything in here. Holy Spirit, I need some direction. I need some comfort. Will you speak to me? So that's this promise that will lead us through speaking to us. It's our choice to stand on that promise. So just where you are, I just want to take a moment. I'm just going to pray for you for a moment. And I, I, there's two things. I really would love for you to just be willing right now to lay down anything that's been encumbering you, anything that's been heavy. I think when Spence was praying that I really felt confirmation that the Lord wanted to release hope this morning. And so anything that's stressful, um, heavy yoke, you know, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. I will give rest to your soul if you take my yoke upon you. So this morning, can, do you want to just lay any heavy yoke down, any, any burdens? So Lord, we just come, before we ask for you to speak, we just choose right now to lay down all heavy yokes, to lay down all burdens, to lay down all stress and anxiety. And we just take your yoke upon us, for your yoke is easy, and your burden is light, and you give rest to our souls, because you are gentle and humble in heart. And Lord, we just let go of any 
source of satisfaction, source of food, what we've been feeding our minds, our, our bodies, our, our spirits, our emotions, anything that's not been from you, we just say, Lord, would you forgive us? We let that go. All the other lovers, all the other things that have our affections, we just say, Lord, would you forgive us? We release them and we let them go. Just lay down anything that you've been feeding on that is not the word of God. And shepherd of our soul, Jesus, we just say we want to be fed by you. We want to be led by you. We want to have intimacy with you. And we want to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord. Okay, the second thing is I just want you to take a moment and we're going to take like one minute and we're just going to have silence with the, the keyboard going just to hear God's voice. And there's two questions I want you to ask. I want you to ask, number one, God, what are you saying to me? What do you think about me? And I don't want you to like just focus on tell me all my problems, but when I just want you to say, Father, what are you speaking to me personally about me? Who do you say that I am? Ask him to tell you, who does he say you are? So, Father, I just, we just silence the enemy in our own imagination. And we just say, would you speak to us right here in church? Who do you say that we are? What are you saying to us personally? Now just take a moment, take one minute, we'll just wait on him. If you hear anything, I want you to jot it down, put it in your notes, in your phone, any, just make sure you write it down though. Jesus' name. can interject real quickly if there's any accusation or condemnation you feel any guilt that is not Jesus that is Satan he's the accuser of the brethren so I want you to filter what you hear through the, the lens of is this abundant life is this life giving is this in love okay go back to hearing his voice
Okay. Um, I hope some of you are like, oh, Todd, I wanted to wait longer. I want, that was so good. Well, guess what? This is not the game. This is the locker room. So I wanted to, I want you to get a taste of, oh my goodness. It's so good to hear God's voice. It's so comforting. Um, so if I, if I can, can I ask you to do something? Um, because when we hear the Lord, sometimes we can, a half hour later, we can talk ourselves out of it. Oh, that was just, that was just because the keyboard, you know, that was just because the room was dark and everything was, you know, but that's not really, I don't know if that was the Lord. I want you to write it down, please. Right now, anything you heard that was life-giving, that is agreeing with scripture, agreeing with the nature and character of God, write it down. And then one more thing, if you feel comfortable, I would love for you to tell someone, if you have someone near you that you trust and love, just take 30 seconds right now and tell someone just briefly, what did God speak to you about you? Because when you tell somebody, then it's out of, you know, you create reality by what you speak. So just speak out what he spoke to you. Okay, ready, go. It's okay to talk in church. If you if you're not able to do it this moment, I just just commit to me, can you, that you will tell someone um, as soon as you could, as soon as you can, what God is speaking about who you are, about what he says to you. Okay. Again, I'm sorry if that's not enough enough time. Now, this is the other thing I want us to ask the Lord, okay? Are you ready? Are you okay? Is this okay to do in church? (laughs) I want you to ask God for a word of encouragement for someone else. And don't assume it's the person next to you. God may tell you to call your cousin Joe that you haven't talked to for three years and just give you a simple picture for him. Okay? So I want you to ask God, speak to us of anything you want to say to anyone that I know that I can get a hold of. Okay? So let's do that. Because this, he will lead us and a big part of our life is being a blessing to others. Do you know what Jesus does when he leads us? He leads us to those that need him in our sphere of influence. For me, many times it's going to the Middle East. Well, he can lead you to a friend that is on Facebook that you haven't talked to for years and the Lord just gives you a picture of their name and of their face and then you just have a simple message. Jesus loves you or how is your whatever. Okay, so let's ask again, okay? Because our shepherd, the way we walk with Jesus is he leads us to the lost. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to, you know, he, he's the one that, that um, heals the brokenhearted. He's the one that brings light to darkness. So we are his vessels. We are his ambassadors. So Jesus, we ask right now, as we stand on your promise that you will lead us and guide us, that you will speak to us, I ask right now, would you give us a word for someone else? It could be our boss. It could be a granddaughter. It could be a neighbor. It could be some relative 
distant relative or some random friend in social media, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus, would you speak to us a word of encouragement to someone else that we're to share with? Okay. If you can, can you just jot that down or try to try to remember it? Um, but I just want to encourage you. It's amazing. Um, you know, Acts, the only red letters in the book of Acts is where it says Jesus said it's better to give than receive. Do you know that's the only red letters in the book of Acts? That Luke is quoting Jesus where we don't see that in the New the gospels but let me tell you when you hear god it's actually more life-giving to share his word with others than just to hear for yourself so i just want to encourage you some of us you're gonna this is gonna unlock something that's so full of life so full of joy we were not created to be reservoirs we're not created to be the dead sea that only receives the sea of galilee and the jordan river and no outlet we were created to have rivers of living water flowing from within us. So Jesus said in John 7. And so I just want to encourage you, you hear God and share what you hear with others is going to release more joy and more life in you than just you reading the word for yourself. Okay? Can you, is anybody willing to share God's word with anyone else? Are you willing? Just can I say, can you say, yes, Todd, I'm willing to share God's word. If it's his spoken word, his written word, I, I just want to be accountable. I felt the Lord say to tell my brother, my unsaved brother in San Francisco, that God's going to provide for him and that he loves him. And I don't know that my brother needs to hear that, but I'm going to tell him that because that's what God just spoke to me to do. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures and we're going to be released. Um, can you just stand up for a second? I just want to bless you. And uh, I just want to read these scriptures over you as we pray. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you as a church body this morning that you're a good shepherd, that you speak to us. And that you know us and that you lead us because you're a good shepherd. And I just pray 
According to your word, Lord, I just pray for everyone here. We just say we will trust you with all our heart. We choose to not lean on our own understanding. We choose to acknowledge you in all our ways. And we thank you that you will make our paths straight. And we say, according to your word, if we lack wisdom, you said, ask God who will give generously to all and it will be given to him. So Lord, we just say, would you release wisdom to us generously? And we just say, thank you, Lord, that Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So Lord, I just pray you'd speak to us and guide us the lamp that's like the next step we're to take in life and the light to our path to show us the long, a longer vision of what's ahead. So lead us day by day and also show us direction that we're to walk in that's more long-term. So I just pray right now by the Holy Spirit, Lord, would you bless everyone in this room? I pray the Lord blesses you and keeps you that he makes his face shine upon you and is gracious to you. That he lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you his shalom. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, Prince of Peace. Amen. Have a great day. God bless you. Don't forget to share his word with someone. He's a good shepherd.